Hey, welcome to the Defeat the Stigma podcast. My name is Kevin Chem, along with Elizabeth Smith and Julio Salazar. Today, our guest is Bill Watts. Bill, how are you doing? Really good. How are you guys? Not bad, not bad. Um, so we like to just have the guests kind of introduce themselves and their story. Can you give us a few details? Um, sure. It was um, back in 2001. I was in a supervisory role at, at my job, and um, I gained a lot of weight in a very short time. I was having a lot of problems even getting up four flights of stairs at my job, and my blood pressure and cholesterol levels were through the roof. And so I decided at that point I needed to make some uh, life-changing uh, events in my life and um, get my weight back down and uh, commit to being healthy again. And so I started uh, different type of diet programs and um, started running and uh, just took hold after that. And as soon as my weight, you know, stabilized and blood pressure and cholesterol came down, um, I started feeling pretty good, not only just in the running, but in life um, as well. So um, I had some depression problems and I've had those throughout the years. Um, but it really seemed to help with the, the depression. And really, that was the, the basis of my whole running right there in a nutshell. Okay. And then how did it progress to this crazy feat you're about to, to attempt <laughs> now? Um, well, I started running uh, I, uh, just trail runs, basically, uh, foothills just west of Denver. They're like 10 minutes from me. Mm-hmm. Then uh, a friend of mine um, urged me to run the Boulder Boulder 10K race, which uh, is Memorial Day every year. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't even know if I could, but he convinced me I could. So I tried it. Um, didn't really do as well as I wanted, but I, I came away, you know, 31 pounds, 32 pounds lighter than what I started just three months uh, prior to that. Mm-hmm. And after that, I started doing longer distances, uh, half marathons, full marathons and eventually ultra marathons. Sure. And then, so with this, this whole thing, you're, you're going to attempt to run across the Colorado trail, right? The whole thing. Yeah, that's correct. I'm going to start from uh, Durango, Colorado, which is in the four corners area um, down in Southwestern Colorado and um, climb about 6,000 feet the very first day. It's only about 22 miles the very first day, but the climb is going to be, Pretty arduous, mm-hmm. at, at least. Do you have a lot and, of experience uh, with, like, uh, I guess, multi-day adventures? I've been doing several. Um, I did a 50K on the uh, uh, 6th of May, and the following day I did another 30 miles. Hmm. And then another 18 after that, and I think 16 the day after that. And then about six days after that 50k race i ran 44.9 miles which took me about nine hours but it was it was good there and they were all mountain trail oh, trail wow. runs so i'm trying to string them together i have a, a pretty full schedule coming up i got the casper marathon on the 4th of june and then on the 10th i have the south park marathon which is actually 28 miles hmm. and then the next day on the 11th i have the revel marathon up in uh, Evergreen, Colorado, and then just six days after that, I have the Mount Evans ascent. So I'm, I'm trying to get everything I can <laughs> sure. strung along. Kind of tapering, around. it sounds like. Kind of taking it easy. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm going to taper for two weeks and not do anything running. Really? Okay. So you're you're when you taper, it's just completely off. 
It's right? going to be completely okay. off. Yeah. I've been nursing a sore foot, so yeah. it, it's going to be a welcome taper oh, for yeah. me. That's I know some people like when they say taper, and I ask them what they do. They're still doing like ten mile runs one day, and then like another five mile right. run the next day. And I I've I've literally taken a month taper, and that's probably why I'm slow. But it's like a good excuse to not <laughs> run. So you said you did? Did you say forty four miles in in nine hours? Yeah. Okay, because it it took uh it took Julio and I about ten hours to run like thirty five the other day on flat farmland <laughs> road. I was kind of thinking about that. <laughs> oh man. So, um, the reasoning behind well, this, well, well, yeah. Kevin, okay, but I think it was harder for us because we had the, the group and we we were waiting and, and having. Yeah, I would have been. Bill is gonna be on his own. I would have been gonna slower. Keep on going. I would have been slower without the group. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're right, Julio. Doing stuff self-supported on your own is always a lot yeah. easier to like. I mean, if you're looking for ease, I would always go that way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Bill, so the reasoning behind um, you and using our name Defeat the Stigma throughout the run, um, you were talking about how you had some issues with depression. Do you want to delve in on that a little bit? How long has that been going on for? Um, I've had it off and on throughout my life. Um, I went through a divorce several years ago that um, it was a pretty low point in my life, okay. obviously. Um, and um, I've, I've fought it multiple times. I've always seemed to be able to bounce back, and the, and the running has always stimulated that comeback every time. So um, I, I don't think that I have real deep depression, but I know it's there. I realize it's there. I've been on you know, some drugs, lithium, you know, mood stabilizers like that several times in my life. Um, but I wouldn't say that I have it real bad, but I don't, I don't think that anybody should have to have no. it, <laughs> you know. It just happens, and, you know, you just have to find a way through it. And when I came across uh, your program, I thought, you know, that's really good to see progress being made out there for depression and the, all the awareness, the suicide awareness and everything that goes along with that. Mm -hmm. So I never personally had any suicidal thoughts um, to speak of, but, um, you know, I know other people do and I, and I, I feel their pain. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what the community's like in Colorado, but do you see a lot of, I guess, mental health issues in, in the running community? I mean, I'm sure, you know, mental health issues are everywhere, but are they as open about it out there? Well, yeah, I think so. I think the inside joke here is what you're either running to or running from something here. You know? <laughs> yeah. I like that. It's a very healthy community, yeah. but you don't know why. Sure. Isn't that the truth about yeah, running? Man? I like that. <laughs> um, and then, and the whole idea of the stigma is that a is that a big thing out there? Um, I think it is. You know, I think that more people are aware of it now that more than ever. Um, and all the things that are going on in the world too, you know, that, I mean, there's just a lot of crazy stuff that's going on out yeah. there. And I think yeah. the stigma has actually op opened up here in Colorado as it is everywhere else. I hope. Mm -hmm. Do you have a, a bill? Okay. Go for it. Yeah. Oh, no, I just want to say, uh, bill. And also, I mean, it's not like you just run, I mean, you wrote a book and you have a book out there right now. And obviously, we like to to uh, learn more about it. Why don't you tell us a little more about the book, also? Okay, sure. Um, well, obviously, I have a very deep passion uh, for running, and I like to to share that. Um, I guess it's 
maybe the coach in me, my father was a high school football coach, so I was always exposed to, uh, you know, sharing some of the secrets of athletics and things like that and getting people motivated. And so one of the foundational things of my book was to motivate other people, especially after I had such a, a problem with my my weight, you know, back in 2001 and that there are ways that you can get beyond depression and beyond weight gain. And so I wrote this book to basically share my story about it. Um, it's really not a book about running as much as it is lifestyle changes. And that was really the focus of the, of the book. Do you have some, now this is totally my type of question, so it's going to be long. Um, do you have some takeaways from the book? Because I can see from your um, Skype picture here, it looks like you're wearing some sort of Boston Marathon jersey and you're doing this Colorado Trail adventure. And just back, you know, in 2001, you were talking about having trouble getting upstairs. Um what did you do on a day-to-day basis to make those lifestyle changes? Because I think, like, we all have goals of, you know, running Boston and, like, these high, far-out goals, but sometimes the day-to-day stuff is at least harder for me. So, again, long question. So sorry. Um, oh, day-to-day uh, changes. <laughs> do you have any takeaways think, from the book and that sort of thing? I, I think the biggest thing is just to be disciplined in what you do. If you're going to start it, you really have to to finish it as well. Mm-hmm. And... um so, you know, I, I had a routine down every day. I'd get up at 4 o'clock in the morning every day and run anywhere from 6 to 10 miles, whether I felt good or not, whether I was injured or not. Um, just motivated myself to to keep after it. I didn't want to get back up to the 200-plus pounds that I was back in 2001. And so I think, I think discipline is the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway, and you just really have to stay with it. So, like, no days off, making yourself accountable to, like, your own, even on those days when it's cold and you don't want to get out of bed, you just kind of get out of bed anyway? Exactly. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I've had two running streaks in the sex in the last six years, and um, one of them I had to take a four-day break because of surgery. That was back in 2015. Uh-huh. And then uh, right after that, I... Uh, went another 714 days, 740 days, I guess it was, and um, uh, averaging about nine miles a day. I do, you know, five to six, maybe eight on a weekday, and then Friday was my long run day, so I do 20 to 25 on those days. And um, I finally broke the streak with this recent foot injury uh, a couple weeks ago, and I'm actually glad. (laughs) I'm actually (laughs) glad. But... I mean, it is kind of nice. I was doing a streak for a while before um, our listeners will know I've had like forever injury here and I haven't been running for consistently for about a year. But before that I had, I didn't quite make it to a year, um, but it was so nice because it took the thought out of it. Like I knew that no matter what, no matter how tired I was, no matter what was going on in my day, I had to go out and at least get, for me, it was just a mile. And there was a couple of days a week that I would just do a mile, but it was like, it was so refreshing to not even have to make that decision. You knew you always had to go out for that mile. So I don't know. I, I love the, I love the streak running. That's uh, it makes it a little bit easier. I think to stick with plans and goals and stuff to not, I don't know. I think days off are contagious, I guess is what I yeah, maybe can sure. happen. <laughs> for sure. And, and that's actually what it, it doesn't feel like a habit after a while. For me, it feels more like just like eating a meal or something. It's just a part of my day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's what I like about the streaking. But however, I overdid it. Um, yeah. 
about a month ago, and, and I had to stop, which, like I said, was okay. Yeah. So, Bill, just leading up to this this whole Colorado Trail thing, um, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why are you doing it? What, what, what led to the motivation behind that? Well, you know, I, everybody has bucket list mm-hmm. items, and this item has actually been on my radar for about six or seven okay. years, and I just always wanted to do it. And like I said, I had the, the surgery about two years ago that I was actually going to do it that year, and I, I just couldn't. Um, but this was the year I'm, I'm just not getting any younger, and it's not going to get any easier <laughs> for me. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of a now or never thing. I mean, I could probably go this year and maybe next year, but, you know, all things being told, I, I'm going to be 60 years old in a year. And so that's uh, it's it's getting uh, more difficult, I guess, to say sure. to, to get up there. What's um what's training been looking like for you? You know, training's been all right. I've been able to go up uh, most of the trails on weekends. Um, the snow hasn't been real bad close to Denver, uh, which has made it really nice. I was um, ran several of the segments all the way up to Kenosha Pass which is about 10,000 feet. So um, been able to get some good runs in at least at least two days a week um, as far as serious trail mm-hmm. running plus my regular running. So, yeah. Sure. And um, do you have – is there going to be some kind of crew with you or is this all self-supported? Um, I am going self-supported, um, but I'm also going to have uh, about six or seven people that are going to come out with me. They're going to actually take me to Durango. Okay. And one of them is a a co-worker that I used to work with uh, 15 years ago. He's kind of a a running coach. His name's John Brackney. He was next county commissioner at the county uh, where I work at. And um, he's coordinating their their effort, and they're going to run the first segment with me. And then they're also going to meet me in Silverton, Colorado, which is about (coughs) 80 miles away from Durango on day two. And they're going to run towards me. And so that's probably the last I'll see of them for 11 days. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And I have some stops in uh, Silverton, Colorado. I'm going to drop off the trail. It's about five miles off the Colorado okay. Trail. Uh-huh. And uh, I'll be staying at a, at a hotel that night and then run back up. I'm According to the rules of self-supported runs i'm not allowed to like hitchhike or even take a bottle of water from anybody however i can run into the town and you know stay at a hotel as long as it's all on my own dime and my own sure. feet so uh-huh. i'm glad you're not hitchhiking and then uh, sure yeah i won't be hitchhiking uh, and then, well you wouldn't you wouldn't want to break those self-supported rules by hitchhiking, yeah i know that's the only so. reason why you <laughs> would hitchhike for sure that's right i know i know the temptation is going to be there but there again, it's all about discipline on the trail too. So oh. I'm gonna keep it clean, you know. And it, it's not a it's not a fastest known time. Okay. That uh-huh. was uh, set by a gentleman uh, that lives in Colorado Springs just last year. He also ran the Barkley Marathons, ran several loops wow. there uh, before he pulled this year. So he, um, I'm I'm gonna be about two days behind his fastest known time, but I'm not at, I'm not in it for the time. I'm in it to help the defeat the stigma program <clears throat> and and bill i mean we always plan for these things and we have these amount of days in our head and everything i mean obviously if everything goes as planned you'll have 11 days what if something falls behind are you okay with that 
Yeah, there again, I'll, I'll try to stay disciplined as, as much as I can. If I fall behind on mileage, I'll try to make it up, uh, you know, by getting up at 1 a.m. instead of 3 a.m. to start my day. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of miles, if I have an injury, there's not a lot I can do about that. You know, I, I just try to limp through it. And if I don't succeed, well, at least I made an effort. Um, I'm hoping that an injury is the only way that's going to get me off of the trail. Stop you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's quite the... I don't know. It's it's something that I I like to do, and I think uh, I talked to you about it. That hopefully next year I'll be able to to go out there with a group of people, and I'm hoping that Elizabeth is healthy by then, and she'll be out there. <laughs> um, but you know, we actually the reason why I met you is because um, our friend, mutual friend Marshall Yurik, I reached out to him to somehow mentor us for this mm-hmm. journey. And he connected me with you right away. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I actually I actually met Marshall Ulrich um, at the Fort Collins Marathon Expo in 2011 and had a pretty good discussion with him at that point. And uh, at his, he had book signing going on there and everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I was very motivated by what he does in the ultra community and uh, just had a new new lease on life as far as what I wanted to do with my own running. He really motivated, motivated me. I was, I was reading a little bit about your, uh, <clears throat> your book. And, and, and the thing is, it's inspiring to me and I'm, I'm getting a copy myself um, of your book. Um, the thing is around the same time that you started running for the same purposes, that's when I started running myself. Uh, yeah. And I was, I was doing the same things. I was doing five Ks. I wasn't entering races but i was more of the guy who went to sears and got a treadmill and brought it to the house and started running about three miles five miles every day on the treadmill right and it, it was I, I get being motivated because i used to get up and just go and do it um but uh that was the reason why i started running too i used to go go some stairs up the stairs and i couldn't breathe at the time that i got up to the to the last step Right. Um, but yeah, that's one of the things that motivated me to uh, to start running was to lose weight, and the, you know, and obviously I, it became more important to me than just losing weight. It was more for uh, it became a tool for mental health issues and sure. and other stuff. But uh, do you do um, speaking engagements? Do you go out and, and talk? How is how is your book coming along? Um, you know, I, ha- I haven't done any yet. I'm trying to just focus for this run. Okay. Um, I've got some bookstores that are selling it locally here, and I'll be scheduling some book signings after I get back from the Colorado Trail. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting pretty good success, though, in sales, which is more than I dreamed of, you know, when it first did, you know, it was basically just to share my story with a few locals and there's been some international sales, which have uh, made me feel pretty good about that. So that's awesome. Yeah. So. And wait, I don't think we've mentioned it. Your book is called what? Oh, it's called Running for the Average Joe. You know, and the, where can people get it if they're well, interested in listening to this podcast? Sure, they can get it at Barnes and Noble. Um, I don't know if it'll be on the shelf at this point, but they can request it. Um, All right. And like locally, it's at the Tattered Cover uh, bookstore here in Colorado at Barnes and Noble. You can buy it on Amazon. It's actually distributed through Ingram Spark, which is the largest distribution company of published material. Um, so it actually goes to 
39,000 different online outlets, libraries, schools, hospitals. So, you know, it's got great exposure out there right now. I just haven't, I just haven't marketed it properly at this point, but that time is coming here soon. First things first. Well, and today's a step in the right direction, right? So it's running from the average Joe and you could Google it and it looks like most people could actually be able to get it online. So that sounds awesome. Where internationally has it sold? Do you know? Um, I've sold uh, a couple to uh, Dublin, uh, Ireland the other day, huh. and um, Manchester of all places in England. Wow! Uh, just before the bombings, unfortunately, or fortunately, mm. but wow, it's exciting. And also, you have it an audio, right? I'm sorry, what was the question? You have it also an audio, right? It's not only on the paperback. Oh yeah, yeah, it's. Um, it's available in uh, PDF. I don't have it in a, a Kindle format, and that's oh, okay. because, because of the amount of graphics, they only allow like ten graphics in a Kindle book, and it's just got a lot of charts and tables and pictures and you know all kinds of things in there that I just can't convert to a Kindle format at this point. Hmm. So, like, Bill, are you are you still employed right now? Are you balancing this, all of this with a job? Or are you in retirement? Oh, oh yeah, I work. I work forty oh, hours a sure. week. Or, what do you What do you do? I work. I work. I, I'm a systems engineer for Arapahoe County. I build the the server farm basically um, for Arapahoe County huh. in Colorado. And uh, so yeah, I, but I do have a really good schedule. I work four ten hour days, so I have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off every week, which is really nice. And holidays like this week, I'll have a four day weekend. Perfect. So it's yeah, it's real. It's it works and it, out Are they really okay well. with you just taking like two weeks off to go, go run 500 miles? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've got plenty of vacation oh, time, sure. plenty of sick time. So yeah. So I mean, have the people at work been very supportive of your, your this journey coming up? I'm I'm sorry. What was that again? Have the people at work, your friends, people at work, everybody oh, yeah. been supportive of what you're doing? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're they're very cool about it. Matter of fact, I have several of the uh, employees that I work with right next to me. I have one guy that's from New Zealand, and he's made a lot of mountain climbs, and you know he hangs off of uh, ledges all the time at you know 2,000 feet off the ground in windstorms. And I have another uh, guy that bikes the Colorado Trail, a coworker, every year, and uh, another employee right next to me. Um, was an Olympic swimmer for the uh, South African swim team back in Barcelona Olympics. So I don't, I wouldn't say that we're slackers. But we are, we're not, your, we're not your typical nerds, I guess. Yeah, perfect. Um, I don't know, Elizabeth, Julio, do you guys have any more questions? Did I, did I miss anything, Bill? Uh, you know, I, I don't. I'm just really looking forward to uh, the whole adventure yeah. and, you know, really helping your program out as much as, as I can. And just, you know, get, getting the, the word out, I guess, is the biggest thing. Like As you say, keep the conversation mm-hmm. going. Yeah, and we really so. appreciate you, uh, you know, using our name. It's, it's cool to see it out of the state of Minnesota and especially just out of the Midwest in general. Right. Um, we have We have one more thing to do, though. Sorry, hey. Julio, go ahead. I was just going to no, say go we were going to do the five questions, but if you had something to add. No, I was. I just 
was gonna go. I'm always, and these guys are always gonna laugh at me for for coming late with questions. But uh, I mean, you mentioned this was your bucket <laughs> list. But when was it that you thought of the Colorado Trail? I mean, what got you to to be there? I mean, what? Oh, why? sure. Um, well, back in 2001, uh, when I started running, um, they had a, a trail race, a relay race called the Colorado Relay, which was 170 miles between, uh, I believe it was Idaho Springs, Colorado, and Glenwood Springs. Mm-hmm. And it was all mountain running. And I got on several relay teams three or four years in a row, and I just fell in love with the, the trail running at that point. And so I was able to, you know, take what I learned from the trail running and apply it to, you know, to to road racing as well for, you know, marathons and things like that. And just uh, fell in love with it. But I got to say, every time I get back on a trail, that's that's where my passion is. Um, I could run, you know, 10 Boston marathons and never enjoy half as much as two miles on a trail in the mountains. So. Oh, I think Elizabeth is probably oh. you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe I did. I was just thinking, er, like I understand the love of the trail, but Boston Marathon, come on. <laughs> Elizabeth is all about Boston, man. Bill, you just made an enemy there. You're totally enemies now. <laughs> well, I was there in 2013. That was a pretty big year, and it kind of yeah. inspired me to make some pretty big life changes that needed to be made. So it's it's more than a marathon for me. So it's not really yeah. your fault that you stepped all over that for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, some of my worst marathons were the Boston yeah. Marathon. <laughs> I had, I had well, great great qualifying times, and every time I go to Boston, it seems to be a disaster for me. It, so. it is a hard course, and it, it can be so hot, you know, for such an early spring race with very little shade. I completely – it was not pain-free. My, my, I've run it twice, and my – both of them were both very painful marathons, so I totally yeah. understand what you're talking about. So. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> but the spirit, I mean, it's like, it's, I feel like it was like maybe what it felt like to play football. You know, like people are so excited that you're there as a runner, and oh, yeah. I just haven't, I haven't found that in many other areas of my life. I grew up swimming and running, and people are like, oh yeah, running, huh? And you get to Boston, people are like, you're here for the marathon? That's so great. Oh my gosh, you know, so. Maybe oh, it's, 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 it's the spirit experience. of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I just, I can't imagine being there with, what is it, like 40,000 people, 30, I don't know how many. I think it's around 30 it's, now. It used to be 25. Yeah. They've upped it some yeah. because of the charity runners. But mm. it's it's not that. I mean, you could run Chicago and there's 50,000 runners. It's more that, like, there's such a history with it. And I would say that, like, the people of Boston just care about this race so much. And Massachusetts in general that it's like the spectators that come out for it and just how many, like the taxi drivers that are so pumped about it and the waiters and the waitresses, like it's, it's just like the whole spirit of the community, which more than just having 30,000 people in a location, at least that was my experience. So I totally agree. I think if, if any runners are listening, you know, this is, it is the race to aspire to. You want to get to Boston if you can. I personally, like I said, had bad experiences there, but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, it is an awesome place to run for sure well i think if you go for the experience rather than going for like a pr at boston like you're setting yourself it's more about making the boston cut and getting to the race than trying to run your fastest marathon ever there um 
And that would set you mentally up for like a maybe a happier weekend. That's right. If I go for a PR, I'll probably die. Running the well, race. Well, the, the problem is the first 13 miles are downhill. So if you don't really pace yourself, like, or practice any downhill running, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> your, yeah. your, your quads are not going to be happy as you're like doing the last little rolling hills going into the finish. But exactly. You know, I, I never done a marathon in my life. And I, I don't know, I'm kind of afraid of marathons just because they tend to be faster than anything that we, that I usually do. Well, you know, it's funny you mention that because I think that's the difference for me between a marathon and an ultra marathon is that whenever I do a marathon, I seem like I focus on pace and speed and get it done and try to do another PR. And when I get to the ultra, you know, the longer distances, it's like the pressure is totally off. I don't worry about pace. I just enjoy the run. And I think that's the biggest uh, differentiator for me. Just yeah, I think I can relate to that as well. I don't know. For me, the trail running is just about being out there and, and I don't know, just enjoy it. And yeah, of course, it's going to hurt, but you still enjoy it. It's just like you're in the moment. And Yeah, for sure. For me, I'm the kind of guy who likes to run at night. I love running at night. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. It's just the, there's such a peace that comes with it. Um, like no one's around. And when somebody's around, they scare the crap out of me. But you know, that's and maybe else. that's why maybe that's why I don't like Boston and, and the Boulder Boulder 10K because there are yeah. so many people. I, I kind of that's understand. That's a big thing for me. I started. I ran. I ran one marathon. It was Grandma's marathon. <laughs> I think like four years ago now. And 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 uh-huh. it's just you feel like a sheep. You know, they give you your number. You go on a bus, and then there's like this huge line of people. <laughs> You know, I go to I go to trail runs and it's like I know the race director. I'm giving out handshakes and hugs and I feel like part of a family. But you go to like a marathon and it's just like right, you get in line, wait for the gun, and then just go. I don't know. Yeah. It's, oh my god. Yeah. You guys are great, great. Grandma's marathon is such it a is. beautiful course. I oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Along the lake, it was just unbelievable. Yeah. There. Now Kevin's attacking my second yeah, favorite I marathon I ever. It. My I PR course. It. Like my As god, a Minnesota Kevin. Race, you know, native Minnesotan. I love grandmas, but just. Marathons in general, they uh, they're scary. <laughs> Elizabeth, this, this, you, you, you picked the I wrong, wrong I episode. Right, I don't know, guys. I think I'm like gonna sign up for Boulder to Boulder next year because I think this, like all the all these people out in Colorado, it sounds fantastic. Gosh. I'll be here. Yeah. Well, hopefully you'll Bill. be out here next year. Julio runs the parts of the trail next year. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So, Bill, how can we people track you? Are you going to have a track device with you? Yeah, yeah, I'll have a, a spot tracker, and people can go to my website. It's just um, www.wattsrunning.com, and um, there's a link on there um, that allows you to track me with the spot tracker. Um, mm-hmm. It's offline right now. There's no data on it, but I'll be turning that on probably the third week of June for a little bit of testing, and then clear the boards and start it for real on July 1st. And I mean, I honestly, this is the funny thing. I, I wanted the Colorado trail. I never, first of all, I never been to Colorado. So mm-hmm. obviously I've never been to a Colorado trail. Right. So how is the phone reception during the trail? Are there places where you just can't have phone reception or, or is it pretty good? Um, it's, it's pretty good actually. Yeah. There's, um, there's a lot of, uh, technical running as, as far as some of the segments go 
mm-hmm. there's some fairly flat, like segment two, which is uh, a burn area. It's it's tough to get it to first because there's a climb of a 1,500 to 2,000 feet. But then you uh, run fairly flat across uh, 16 miles, and uh, they had a big forest fire there several years back, and they cleared that out. And um, The big mountains are in the San Juans near mm-hmm. Durango, and that's actually why I'm starting mm-hmm. in Durango to get those done first <laughs> and, then, and then finish in Denver as I, as I get closer here. So. I think that's smarter. I mean, you want to finish closer to home. Yeah, exactly. We yeah. that phone reception for sure, though. He cannot live without that thing. Oh, yeah. my God. Like a, right? I have to make appointments while I'm running out there. He'll be on his phone and running <laughs> at the same time. It's it's almost impressive. Like he, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I have I have an app on my phone which I can I can turn the the phone yeah. to airplane mode, and have an app that has GPS. And if I go off the off the trail for more than like 50 feet, it beeps me or buzzes me mm. or whatever. So I feel pretty secure. Um, I'm down to about awesome. 11 or 12 pounds in my backpack right now. And I'll have uh, five resupply wow. points. So I feel, Bill, I feel pretty confident about it. What are you trying to cover every day? How many, what's the distance you're trying to cover? Um, I'm averaging about a little over 48 miles a day with an elevation gain of about 8,000 feet. Um, total gain, I think, is like 92,580 feet or something like that wow. over the whole. 516 miles. Um, day seven is is actually going to be my most difficult day. I think I have uh, about 13,000 feet of climbing that day, and oh, wow. almost six almost 62 miles that I need to cover that day. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! So that'll be that'll be a very early start. About a one. Oh my god! Start. So day seven will be praying for you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> we'll be thinking of you. We'll we'll light a candle. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. I feel like us Minnesotans, like we all just about passed out, like hearing about that <laughs> 62 miles and that kind of climbing. Good grief. Well, it's like I said, it's all about, <laughs> about discipline and consistency, you know, so I just I just have to really stay focused and not let the mental aspects of it. You know, Elizabeth, you've done a marathon. Kevin, you've done a marathon. So you know what it's like when you hit a wall. Yeah. I'm going to be hitting the wall about 30 times a day, I think, so... <laughs> Wow. Mental discipline is everything at that point. <laughs> I don't know. I can assure you the training that we're doing in Minnesota, like just due to geography. Well, no, and maybe laziness, not running the same hill again and again and again. It, it would come down to more than just mental discipline, at least for me, I think. I don't I guess I can't speak to Kevin and Julio, but <laughs> no, I, you, you, can, you, you can speak yeah, for Kevin. No, I'm done, man. Like, I've, my career is winding down. It's really sad. <laughs> I think through a run, a run yeah. that we just had through uh, Illinois. I think Kevin told me I, I'm retiring. I know I'm, I'm waiting. I have one more race in September and then I'm done. But it's it's weird. Yeah. You know, I just oh, okay. I, I I haven't figured out if I'm getting smarter or if I'm getting weaker. But I'm getting a lot better with just being like, hey, this is stupid. We should stop and go get ice cream instead. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. But like, is that a bad thing? Like, is that a I don't. I'm, yeah. I think I think that's called yeah, realism. Yeah. Someone told me, yeah. Robert Reed told me it was like self-actualization. Like I'm actually figuring out what actually makes me happy, which is a good thing. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I I just you just like a DNF that I can just shrug it off these days. I don't know. 
when before it was like, all right, I have to finish. <laughs> I work towards this goal. Blah 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 blah. It's uh, it's weird. It's a weird transition. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I I I like the adventure part of it. I mean, it's so appealing to what you do in Bill, just because it's more of an adventure. It's not a yeah. You want to go fast and you want to do it in eleven days and stuff. But it's still, it's it's just uh, it's such an adventure. And uh, for what I hear. The Colorado Trail uh, is just stunning. Yeah, it, it's unbelievably beautiful. It's it's very rugged. It can be dangerous, I'm sure. But the thing is, I, I need to have fun with it. Yeah, you know that's that's the biggest thing. I, that's that's the takeaway that I want is just to really enjoy nature as it is and uh, just stay disciplined and happy and healthy on there. Have you um have you how much of the Colorado Trail have you covered so far? Have you seen? I've covered I've covered about 280 miles of it. I have not done uh, the southwestern end where I'm starting, mm-hmm. so I'm sure that's going to be some major surprises in there. Um, I go through several wilderness areas where I I probably won't see a soul for a couple of days. Which is probably a good east, thing. Yeah, just east of uh, Silverton, What's Colorado. Like out there? So it, you know, from what I understand, you don't need bear canisters or anything like that, but I worry more about the microscopic oh, yeah. things, you yeah. know, like <laughs> Giardia in the water and snakes crawling into my tent at night, <laughs> you know. I don't worry about the big animals. God, I, I fear bears birds? over anything in my life. So Bears. Bears. Bears, bears yeah. Bears. Yeah, there's, there's, there's not very many bears at the high altitude until you get closer to Denver. So I, mm. I'm not really too worried about it. And from what I understand, there's... You know, there will be other people out there, and so people kind of camp together, uh, safety in numbers type thing. And if you're just careful with where you put your food, most people string their food up high in the trees, mm-hmm. you know, or get a what they call an ursac uh, yeah. to store it in. So, so Bill, think, if, if anyone wants to go in and run a section with you, is that a bad deal for you based on – Oh, no. Tri- I'm, I'm going to be begging for help, I'm sure, especially the last – four or five segments anybody okay, that okay. wants to can just uh find me on facebook and and instant message me if they want to you know hook up on the trail up there somewhere because uh okay uh, I'm, and, I'm definitely open to to pacers or whatever you know yeah company and, and, and just know that we will continue on promoting these and we'll continue promoting your your run regardless of whatever you do for us on that i think it's just an amazing fit to do and and i mean it just Wow, you've been planning for this for a long time, so it's just going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm itching now, so I'm, I'm ready to do it, finally. Yeah, it'll be amazing. So I'm, I'm glad that you're doing it, and uh, also we are thankful that uh, you're doing it for mental health awareness. Well, it's an honor to do that. Okay, so now we're at the part of the episode, <laughs> unless Julio says some random shit okay. in a second, where... We just asked five completely <laughs> random, no, nothing to do with the episode kind of deal here. Are you are you open to that? Just completely five random questions. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. the connection may get really okay. poor. Okay. Right. <laughs> we'll see. All right, all right. Julio, we'll let Julio go first. Uh, Bill, let's see. Who's your favorite artist, music artist? Yeah, I like Rush. Uh, nothing be- better than banging out some really heavy metal on a on a snowy day running up the trail. I was listening to uh, moving pictures yesterday all day. 
Love it. Yeah. I don't know, Kevin. Kevin doesn't know what that is. I do not want to know. Um, Elizabeth? Uh, It seems like uh, people in Colorado are super active. Uh, Do you have any other hobbies other than running? You know, I I do play drums and guitars both, so I like to do that. Um, But mostly I just like to get out in nature. It doesn't have to be running. It can be biking. It can be just hiking, kayaking. I mean, I, I just absolutely love the outdoors. All right, uh, my turn. Are you related by any chance to the wrestler Bill Watts from the WWF? I no? hope not. Okay, I was just hitting the mystery. That would have been kind of cool. All right, Julio? Hey, he makes so, me make yeah. around and beat me up, but that man, that man. He has to be, be like 80 by now, I think. Maybe, maybe he'll yeah, come out. Yeah, I think All so. Right. Yeah. Kevin, how do you even know this guy? I watch wrestling. We all go through our phases. Don't judge. Julio, it's your turn to ask a question. <laughs> Good old yep. cowboy Bill. Bill, yep. <laughs> Bill what's, what's the most uncomfortable thing that you ever done while running? Um, actually, it was just this year. Um, I was running about 32 miles on the Colorado Trail, and I went to grab for my last water bottle in my backpack, and it was gone, and I still had about 15 miles oh. to cover. And it was a very warm day, and I ended up walking back about oh. 10 of those miles. <laughs> It was. Say uh, you drank your own piss or something. You, right? <laughs> no, it was, it was real, you know, the real frustrating part about it. The frustrating part yeah. about it was that there was water oh, sure. in the yeah. creek. It's just you can't trust the water. You know, you get giardia mm-hmm. and things like that. And so I really had no choice except to just uh, be tough and and try to walk back. There you go. So, wow. Yeah. So are you gonna have filters for the water that you'll be consuming and stuff like that? Yeah, I have a, what they call a Sawyer mini filter, okay. and it's actually a, it's a small filter, about four and a half inches long, inch in diameter, and it's got a straw on it. You can actually drink, direct, uh, sorry, drink directly from the, a, a river or a creek. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it works pretty well. It gets about ninety-nine point nine 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 percent of anything that's in there. So. All right, Elizabeth. Last question. I said, Kevin, oh, it was up you? to you. Okay. You should go. Um, I did. Wow, this is. I don't, what's your favorite food? Uh, barbecue, I suppose. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm actually about ninety percent vegetarian, but that's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not the only person like that. That's for sure. I know about ten fake vegans at the moment. <laughs> Yeah. Kevin, what was the thing that Chris Bargo said in, a, in our show oh, back when he was a vegetarian? He was a that vegetarian, eats meat? but he had like a, he had sides of meat, and then Steve totally called him out on it. So he was like, so like a strictly vegan <laughs> with some meat on the side sometimes too. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. All right. We're good here, you guys. Yep. Yeah, Bill. Yeah, thanks for coming great. on. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a yeah. pleasure, and hope to talk all to right, you guys real soon. We'll yeah, do. Good. Good luck with your adventure. All right. All right. See you later, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. He's gone.